Welcome to episode number 25 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. I have a special episode today for you, and it's one that's near and dear to my heart because it is a conversation that I had with Gretchen Jacobs, who is my personal life coach, who I meet with once a week, and she helps me navigate decisions, and she helps me to challenge some of the stories and narratives that I have. And she's been so helpful. And one of the things that I noticed was that when I became a coach, it was really helpful to have a life coach. So I invited Gretchen on today because I wanted to ask her some questions. I wanted her to share her story and also her version of what the good life means to her. In this episode, you're going to get some real gems because she's going to talk about those things, but she's also going to talk about how she discovered coaching, how she personally transformed her marriage and her career. She's going to talk about self-loathing and why we sometimes bully ourselves. And then she's going to talk about how she's created a me-first approach and how that's been so helpful to her. So I hope you enjoy and sit back and relax and give yourself an opportunity to uh, feel like you are sitting around having this conversation with the two of us, and I know it will be supportive to you. So without further delay... Meet Gretchen Jacobs. Okay, so today is super fun because I have my life coach here who is going to probably spill the tea on some of the bullshit that I put her through as my coach. And she's also um, going to share her version of living the good life. And I hope give you so many pearls of wisdom just like she's given me over the past year of support. So without further delay, welcome Gretchen to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. And thank you for in advance, just talking about coaching and the good life and what it means to you. And I just appreciate you so much for that. Not only because I I'm excited about having you on the podcast, but because I love you as a human and I'm so grateful for you. So, okay. All right. So first start, tell people who you are kind of what you do and, and tell them a little bit. I would love if you would just tell them how you got, you know, to doing this, your journey. Good story. So yes, I'm Gretchen Jacobs and I have um, I share the gratitude uh, for you and our time together and our experiences and all the tea, because it's been a good one. <laughs> There's always lots of laughter, lots many, as much, maybe a little bit more laughter than tears on my part, but you know, I mean, always, always interesting. Always. That's for damn sure. Everyone like we're going to fix your life and we're going to have a freaking blast and laugh while we do it. Right. And that's legit, yeah. right? You that's are legit. evidence of that. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm Gretchen Jacobs. I'm a master certified life coach and I am also a certified health and fitness coach. And I am, my site is living the good life with Gretchen. So it's perfect for us to have this conversation about the good life and what that looks like, um, for me and, um, my journey of how I got here is I think probably not dissimilar from what, I think a lot of women, particularly in our midlives experience and feel, um, I was definitely, I was a wreck. I wouldn't say that most women in the midlives are a wreck, but I was, and it shocked me because I was, you know, sunshine Gretchen, right? Like I was 
I was the middle child. I was the good girl. I got all the great grades. I got, you know, scholarships to pay for my undergrad through, you know, competitive swimming. Um, you know, the words are like, you can always count on Gretchen. She's so easygoing, right? Um, and I really, I valued that stuff a lot, right? So I, I really valued other people's opinions. And I was a huge people pleaser. And I really pursued my life and my adult life going with the rules, in quotations, rules that I knew defined a successful adult life, right? So I, you know, I was the good student and I went to college and I met my, you know, hunky dunky husband and we, did we buy the starter home? No, we got like the dream home right at the, you know, from the get-go and I pursued my career and I climbed the ladder and we had the cool cars in the driveway and we had our two kids that we really wanted and planned for, you know, like it was all so perfect according to the, you know, unspoken rules. And <clears throat> what I found was that I was absolutely miserable and completely self-destructive. And what I mean by that is like just feeling really alone, really stuck, really confused. Like I did it all in quotations, right? But like, and if you looked at me from the outside, you would be like, you guys have it together, man. Like you guys, you're happy. Your kids are happy. Everyone's successful. Life is good. And on the inside, I, that was not true at all, right? So I was like kind of faking it till I made it, but communicating with my husband, right? Like I was like, I'm so lonely, you know? And he would be like, I don't even understand. We're walk, we're on a walk holding hands. Together. Together. Oh, like yeah. he was just talking, right? And there was like a pause and I was like, I'm so lonely. And he was like, I don't. I, I don't know what the F you're talking about. Like I'm way confused. Right. And that pissed me off. Cause I was like, isn't it his job to mm. fix that? Yeah. Isn't it his job to make me feel not lonely and to make me feel happy. And, you know, so, um, that sucked and it really went downhill. Like I was like this spiraling ball of spontaneous internal combustion. <laughs> and I really, I like had a total breakdown, um, really because, and I pursued, I, I knew that there was something wrong and I pursued what I knew to be available to me at the time. So I pursued help from the medical community and my providers were awesome and did exactly what they should have done. Right. Which was, you know, they, they prescribed me some medications. They made referrals to counseling. They did their job. Um, and you know, those meds work on a short-term basis, at least they do for me. Right. So what happened with me is like, just, I had to like keep accumulating the meds, right? Like I was like, mm. that worked, but now I'm feeling like crappy again, right? Like now I'm having some like breakthrough self-loathing and self-beating myself up. Um, so I found, I was on this like fistful of medicine, antidepressants and sleeping pills. And I also was going to clinical therapy and was really struggling with that because I didn't find anyone I really connected with. 
And what I found was that they were also doing their jobs, which was to help process feelings. <laughs> and that's like, how are you feeling, right? How does that make you feel? And I just remember leaving there saying like, I freaking know I'm depressed. Like I got it. We can talk about it, but I'm really here to like, who's going to tell me how to not be. Mm. And that breakdown was the combination of feeling so miserable and stuck and feeling more and more stuck because I was pursuing the avenues of what I knew to be available to me at the time. And it really landed me in a like utter terrible breakdown, like on the floor in my office, in a ball crying at work. Like, no, no, no. At home. I was at working home. at home at the time. Yes. But uh, my, right. My husband and kids were here and I was like, Mm-mm, don't even want them. Like I was so like self-loathing. I couldn't even like, I couldn't stand to be around myself, let alone have people around. Wait, hold on. Tell, yeah. tell, give an example of what, what that means. Like, what does that look like to be self-loathing? Great question. Um, I remember one of the things I remember the most, and this was a huge, and it actually is still an indicator for me now, huge indicator for me was I walked around with my teeth, teeth clenched all the time. Oh, so my teeth yep. were clenched like all the time. And at first I thought that was anger towards the outside, but really that, that anger and that self-loathing was, I looked in the mirror and I was like, well, who, who is that? Right. You look way overweight. You look strung out. Um, I didn't feel healthy. I didn't feel capable of really giving to my kids and my husband. And the only reason I was able to give at work was because it was an escape Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So the self-loathing looked a lot like avoiding people that I loved, um, breaking up a lot of friendships, Mm. way over drinking, way over drinking way overeating. And so it's like this terrible ball of awful self-loathing. And then you do terrible things to yourself because you want to avoid it. And then that gives you all kinds of evidence of, see what an awful, raunchy, terrible person you are. Cause mm-hmm. you drink too much. Can't stand your husband. Kids are, you love them, but not really at the moment. But like, it was just this awful continual ball that I couldn't get out of. Mm. And I don't know if that's a good enough description, like for people listening to really understand, but I'm telling you, like, I'd go to bed mad. I'd wake up and my alarm would go off. And I was like, oh, that's my life. Right. Like I was like, I can't believe I have to do this all over again. I'd look in the mirror and like drag myself out of bed. And I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like, is this seriously it? Like I've worked my ass off this hard for this, like, this is what I get forever. This is the life sentence. And then I'd go to work and it was an escape, but you know, I allowed for myself to be completely abused there and overworked at work. And then I would come home and then I was like, Oh, I can't even stand to be around the people who love me because they knew I was off. Right. Mm -hmm. I knew I was off, but I couldn't fix it. And that self-loathing is like, that puts you in a, the, the pity (laughs) is awful. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's no escape from yourself. It was, mm-hmm. That was hard. Very hard yeah. time. Yeah. So what, what, what happened? You know what? 
this, uh, this is, can be very sensitive. I walked my, I drove myself to the emergency department. I walked in and I said, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm Gretchen Jacobs. I think I might be suicidal. And they were like, okay, Gretchen, thank you. Take a seat. And I was like, okay. So I took a seat in the Right. Anne's giving me this look of like, wow. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to tell everyone before we all start judging me and take personnel, <laughs> it was the best gift to me because what happened is I went and I was like, oh, okay, wow, that just happened. Fine. Right. Here I am sitting. And it gave me the pause, the pause of what's going to happen now. <laughs> right. I was sitting in the ED waiting room. And I was like, what happens now? Well, for sure, they're going to admit me. I mean, they're just going to put me on a 24 or 72 hour psych hold dually, like rightly. So I mean, that is them doing their job. So I was like, okay, great. So what's going to happen then? Okay. My husband and kids would see me that would, that would be how they would see me to come visit me there. Okay. Well, what else is going to happen there? <laughs> right. And so I was like, okay, well, what we know about this system is that I will probably be, be prescribed more medication that was proving not to be working for me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, and I'm also probably going to be prescribed more clinical therapy treatment, which was also proving not to be effective for me. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, huh, okay, well, none of that. Like, there's no secret pill there. Like, that's no different than what I've been doing. And so I sat there and I thought, Hmm. do I, do I really want to die? And my answer was like this loud screaming. No, <laughs> like I was like, I no, I actually really love my life. I want escape from this effing prison of myself right now that I can't get out of. And I'm trying really hard to get out of. Mm -hmm. And so I walked out. I, from that moment on, I was like, that's it. There are humans on this earth that have figured out how to go out and get what they want, how to make the changes somehow to change their life, somehow to stop drinking, somehow to go make a million dollars, somehow to fix their marriages. Right. And, and I thought I'm a smart woman. Like I'm in this like medical field. I can figure this out. Right. Like, so I, that moment, I literally walked out. I was like, Hey, I'm Gretchen. Peace out. Totally joking. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm fine. I am now committed to studying the human brain and how, what makes us do the things we do? How do we change the things that we see that we do and we don't like, or it doesn't serve us? Mm -hmm. How do we do that? And so that was really, that was my journey to this thing called life coaching. Mm -hmm. I remember listening to this woman, you know, I was on a podcast. I kind of like stumbled on her through some of my research and it's like life coach. What is that? <laughs> like, what? what do you do? What does she do? Right. And so I kind of like, hmm, I'm going to listen to that podcast. And I remember listening to her and thinking like, holy cow. It's like, she's like, she's watching me and this talent, like saying what's in my brain. And I was blown away that there was someone out there that like had this concept of like, mm. not only do I know what you're thinking, I know why, and I know how to fix it. And that was really my, like, I'm all in. I want to figure out this life coaching thing. I want to figure out habits. I want to figure out human behavior and how do we apply that as adults to fix the things that 
in my definition, you know, everyone has their own definitions, but in my life, what I define to be broken, which was, you know, my relationship with myself, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my family and friends. And how do I go about like fixing those very systematically? And that was really how I like, I truly stumbled on it through my own demise, right? Like I was like, I'm a wreck. And the moment someone said, okay, Gretchen, thank you. Go take a seat. was the best five minute gift I've ever had in my life. Cause it really gave me the pause of like, hmm, no, this, I actually want this life. I just had to figure out how to fix it. And this isn't the way like and in here, this isn't the way in here. Right. Yeah. Not this that isn't that isn't the it. way for people. Right. It's not the way for me. Yeah. Right. It, for Gretchen, it was not the way because I'd already tried those things. Mm-hmm. And again, like those avenues were doing their jobs a hundred percent. It was just, this brain was like, no, no, no. I know I'm depressed. I mean, I can tell you why I'm depressed. <laughs> I can tell you how it feels. It's crappy. It takes you down a road that is so unhappy and negative. I got all of that now help me fix it. <laughs> right. Like that mm-hmm. was what I was looking for. And the mainstream provider system was not, was not, and still not offering that. Right. Like mm-hmm. that is, you know, that's the difference between therapy and coaching, right? Like, of course, in coaching, we can talk about your feelings. <laughs> you and I were just talking about that. Like, yep. Sometimes we need to talk about those feelings and we ask, have you processed that? And how does that feel? And now do you want to, what do you want to do about it? Mm-hmm. is that question that's huge, huge in people's lives. How long did it take you to, from that moment to, you know, feeling like you were back in control and you had some tools that were going to help you and you started to make those changes? I have to tell you, I felt like it was, I'm going to say almost instant. It's not almost instant. The idea that there was relief was instant, right? Like when I connected with a coach and started working one-on-one, like the first session, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like all of this SHIT, like all of this, this, all of my life, everything I have, including the crappy, including the, like the non-functional, crazy, self-loathing Gretchen (laughs) was because is because of me, right? Like I was like, (laughs) pause no, (laughs) right? Like I literally, it's gotta be my husband. He's such an asshole. I mean like, oh, and my, have you met my boss? Like you clearly don't know. (laughs) Clearly it's my boss. Clearly it's my husband. Clearly Clearly. it's my boss. I mean, I have a house that was built in 1803. Have you lived in that kind of a house? (laughs) Right? Like I had every story and I was like, that's terrible news that I'm the reason nice for the good stuff, but the crappy stuff, which by the way, is like right now owning my life. That doesn't feel so good. You know, I was like, so that doesn't, no, 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 I don't, I don't like that. And she was like, it's actually fantastic news. (laughs) And I was like, you are out of your freaking mind. I've clearly made a mistake. (laughs) Shit, give me my money back. What is the refund policy? I'm out. <laughs> and she, I was like, how could you say that? And she was like, because it means you can change it. And I was mind blown, right? Like I was like, she like had to walk me down that path, right? She's like, mm-hmm. if it's your husband, 
that means you have to make him change. P.S. You can't. We're not in control of other people, right? And I was like, mm, I, I don't know. He's my husband. <laughs> She's like, well, if it's your boss, right? And uh, we can't make her change. And I was like, oh, you might have me on that one, right? Like, mm-hmm. and she really had to walk me down the path. But the reality is that we cannot control other people. And we can try. news about that is that like, what that also means is whatever you have is as a result of you. And um, when I actually like paused and picked my brain up off the walls, I was relieved. Like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, right. That means I can change this. I can change my marriage. I can change my relationship with myself. I can change my drinking. I can change my body, right? Like I can... I can change my work environment, like all of that stuff. And so I had immediate relief my first session, mm-hmm. just having this concept of like, you can change it. And it's actually pretty simple, not easy, but pretty simple. And you can change it was huge. And I would say within three months, I was having some pretty mind blowing, huge results. And I really targeted my relationship with myself, right? Of like, okay, I got to figure out how this girl <laughs> likes mm-hmm. this girl, right? Mm-hmm. Like how this girl can look in the mirror and stop that bashing and trashing of herself. Um, and so that, I mean, I had big change in that in three months and within a year had completely transformed and fixed our marriage, which was utterly broken. Mm. And I love to say to everyone that happened without asking my husband to change a freaking thing. (laughs) Like he is still the same dude that this happened with, you know, with me Mm -hmm. years ago. Like he, if he has changed, it's because he lives with me and I lead by example, Mm -hmm. but our marriage fixing and change strictly came from me working on what I wanted, how I was assigning responsibility to other people other than myself. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I mean, I was like, Oh, you're lonely, not his job. Better go find some effing friends. Right. Like, I mean, Oh, you're unhappy. Not his job. Better figure out a way to make yourself happy. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was like, no one had said that to me before. No. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up absolutely believing with, and everyone who taught me this, thank you to all of you. Cause they had really great intentions. And I really believed happiness, fulfillment, self-love productivity, like all of that stuff. I believed that came from the outside. Mm-hmm. I believed if I had, you know, the new car in the driveway, I should be happy. I would be happy. I had no idea like that actually doesn't even matter. Cause if at some point you get sick of the, the new car, right? Like the fun, the happy wears off when it's outside crap, but the inside stuff is amazing. That's interesting. And thank you for sharing that. I think it's, um, I think it's for some of us who have maybe 
also had some of the, what I would call, right, like the victim mentality, which, you know, yes. we've talked about a lot. Sometimes I'm like, I'm going into victim mode. <laughs> Cry with me. me. And you're like, no, girl. No, mm-hmm. no <laughs> we don't do that. Um, but, Take but that power back, sister. <laughs> right. But yeah. we, but the, that that comes up. And I, I think I think one of the things that it reminds me of is that you know, those of us who do have those thoughts that, you know, we're not alone, right? Like it's, if you are the, if you're the product of the people who raised you and society and all of the socialization, then you would otherwise think, especially, and we've talked about this too, you know, with mass marketing or, you know, media, right. We would, it's not surprising that most of us think that happiness is outside of ourselves. And it comes in the form of you know, size two and hair, like mostly hairless and blonde and perky tits and, you know, um, you know, um, quaffed eyebrows and, you know, nails that are perfect, perfect nails, no wrinkles, no wrinkles, no wrinkles. Uh -uh. Yeah. No room for wrinkles. No. And we don't age. (laughs) No. Barbie dolls, like fucking plastic. Yes. And, um, and I think it's just interesting to write it that if we agree that that's actually right, like that's what we've been told and fed and it's, yes. it, you know, it's a story. And if you find yourself in a place like I have certainly, and you have, cause you mm-hmm. just shared it, a place of feeling like you're at the mercy of all of these external sources yes. um, and can't find quite that happiness or can't find like that satisfaction right. then, right. Like it's an inside job and you're not alone because yeah, that's just you're not alone. part of the 50, 50. Yes. It's huge. And, and I will say, you know, I think it's not only, is it important to say you're not alone? And, and really why I started out with saying, I don't think my experience was much different from what all of us experience, right? Like mine might have been a little bit more severe and may, maybe not. We all have this, like this self-doubt, this tendency of like self-doubt, self-trashing, self-thrashing, right? And, and so I find it really important to say you're not alone and it's so freaking human, right? Like it's so normal. People just don't talk about it because God forbid you all, like, that's another thing that we have been conditioned. Like, don't talk about your weaknesses, for God's sakes. Don't talk about, like, don't open the door a crack to say, like, the life might not be perfect behind all those doors. So I think it's important to say that. And it's also important to really share that just because perhaps we are in a place now of a well-managed brain mind, I would consider myself like I work very hard to manage my brain all day, every day, that those very normal, real feelings still happen, (laughs) right? Like I'm telling you just, I think it was yesterday. I took a selfie for some social media, something or other. And I was looking at it and I was like, oh my God, look at the wrinkles. Right. There there it is. Immediate. It happened. And I was like, pause. First of all, guess what happens when you're 52 and you lose a lot of weight, your wrinkles show up more, (laughs) right? But that I had to like, really talk myself back of like, and you're more wrinkly because you're so healthy now. Like you're the healthiest you've ever been in your life. Right. But it's my point of saying that is that it's not only is it so normal, it happens to all of us all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. And 
I really, I thank you for bringing that up because I think it's so important for people to know, like you are so not alone. And if I put my little coach hat on, <laughs> and you've probably heard me say this, like you're also not special because you're having those thoughts, right? Like, <laughs> right. You are not a special snowflake. Right. Right. No, like it's just, you're you're, not. it's just this human brain that yes. sometimes gives you some trash talk. <laughs> yeah. That's not useful. That doesn't no, serve you. No, not in any way. <laughs> um, okay. So what, so now knowing kind of your progress, um, what is your definition of living the good life then? Living the good life for me, such a great question. I would say living the good life for me is knowing and believing without a doubt that what Ever it is I want or desire, I can make that happen. So perhaps that's making a million dollars or multiple million, millions of dollars. Perhaps that's being in my 50s and wanting to be in the best shape of my life ever, right? And I was a competitive swimmer, but I'm like, uh-uh, nope. I'm determined to be like the 50-year-old who was a rock star as far as like health and fitness, right? Like, so just knowing. And believing that like, if I have the, my brain's wandering and I'm like, you know what? I think I'd like to do that. That's the split second where I'm like, oh, you actually can. Hmm, let's go to work on figuring that out. Like you're those people who have that in quotations, whatever that thing might be that I would like, they're also not special snowflakes, right? Mm -hmm. They like, right. they figured it out and I can too. And I think that's living a good life. And that requires loving yourself, prioritizing yourself, forgiving yourself, not judging yourself. So that's a very, um, kind of a loaded, like knowing I can do whatever I want because I can't do whatever I want. If my brain is full of trash talking, self-loathing that just lands me in the corner. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really, that's a very important distinction right. Of like doing whatever you want. Doesn't mean you just like put your head down, ignore all the feelings and all the bad thoughts and just go. Um, because you're still captive in that situation, right. Of yourself. So that freedom of those thoughts can come through my brain and I can like watch them go. <laughs> I can say, no, not today. No, thank you. Yeah. Not useful. And then I think too, furthermore then say, all right, here, like, what do I want to create and what results do I want? And yes. you know, what do I have to feel to get there? And what do I have to start thinking to get there and knowing you have a choice to do so. Yes. Right? So you're not at the mercy of, you know, when you go and take a photo and you look at it, which I've done a million times. And I'm sure everyone listening has looked at a photo and said, Oh God, look at you. That's so fucking terrible. Yes. Like, oh, I mean, right. i just did that this morning in the mirror. It came up. No, right. like, no girl, we don't do that anymore. No. That's literally what I said to my, I was like, mm, yes. nope, we don't do that anymore. We right. just not made today. a decision. Mm -hmm. Not, not today. Not anymore. I yep. made a decision. No, we don't talk like that to ourselves. No. Yes. And, no. Just, and, and like being, that, and like being that person who can just call bullshit and be like, no, 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 no that's the shit we take out the trash on. Like I have that on, you know, like let's take out the trash on those thoughts. Yes. And if, you know, if then I'm so inclined, 
what would I choose to think about this body, about this experience, about how I show up, who I am, yes. all that. Huge. That, and, you know, I mean, as I said, like it's changing your life. It isn't hard, right? It's actually quite simple. I don't want to say it's not complicated. It's quite simple. Hard work. Yes. And it's that like the simplicity is, no, we just make a decision. We don't talk to ourselves like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Period. When we catch ourselves, we say, nope, mm -mm, no, thanks. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. Yeah. I think, you know, even looking back, I think of just why, you know, I invested in coaching with you was, was just feeling like, and I still, I still struggle with it. I'm, I'm better than I've ever been. And I still struggle with it, which is that idea of having your own back. Yes. And always, you know, never deferring to, um, what it should look like or, or, or any of these shit thoughts that are, you know, coming up from a place of, um, insufficiency or insecurity around, you know, my body that I've been learned, right. Insecurity in our bodies is a learned, uh, as a learned, uh, uh, thought pattern, right. It is not surprising that every single one of us have, have looked in the mirror and, or in a picture and said, that's terrible. You should be ashamed of yourself. How could you like, I mean, right. Like the thoughts go on and on and on and right. And, and I think just, Mm -hmm. yeah, how could you, what's wrong with you? Right. What is wrong with you? All of them. How did you let yourself go to shit? Like (laughs) how terrible, like, like, wow. Yes. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Man, let yourself go. Didn't you? Yeah. Yep. It's terrible. It's, it's, and, and I think just that, you know, that I used to think, right. That I was, um, maybe not a special snowflake, but that, that was like, that was so true. Right. And that, that was like, of course it's true. Cause I thought it like, of course, if I look in the mirror and, you know, like I was like today, you know, I'm standing there in my undies, looking at the space right above the ridge of like where your undies sit, like right above yes. the, um, yep like above the pelvis. And I was just like, Oh God, look how <laughs> chubby. And I was like, no, 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 no. no. And very quick. And I so quickly made that turnaround. And I was like, Oh, wow. That is a very a different approach than I have ever done, which is traditionally to look in the mirror and find every source of you know, that looks terrible. Your thighs are too big. You're, you know, you clearly have too much fat hanging over, you know, your bikini bottoms, your tits are too big. They are totally, you know, saggy, like the whole, you know, it's always been that way. And, and it was so interesting today. And I was like, oh, right. Like, yeah, I just decided like, we weren't going to do that and not doing that to myself anymore. Cause it's, it feels terrible. It feels terrible. And, you know, like I'm dying to hear from you what your morning was like after that, because when I hear us talk about, you know, back then when we used to like, yeah, look at you, you look like, I mean, seriously, you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm -hmm. Awful. Your kids must be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Totally abuse that one against myself. So what's so interesting is when we do that, then of course we spend at least the rest of the day punishing ourselves, right? Like not going to eat, going to, oh, it's someone's birthday. Not going to have the cupcake, right? Not going to have the cake, not going to have the wine, 
know, I'm going to starve myself, right? Like it's this, and every one of those little tiny decisions just gives us more opportunity for the self-loathing, beating ourselves up opportunity. And what I'm love about the idea of like, we can actually just decide and make that switch real quick, right? Like, oh no, no girl, not, no, no more, done. No more. And I, and I think there's such great, I was talking about this with a client earlier today. We don't have to explore why we don't have to wonder why we ever became those people. We don't have to focus on it. We could just say, no, nope, Nope. not today. Nope. I've had enough of that. I'm done with that. Yes. Yeah. Next. Yeah. And so what happens is you probably went about your morning feeling quite good. Like you had your own back, like, Mm -hmm. like I'm this queen's ready to go. Right. Yeah. I, you know, day full of every time you look in the mirror, Mm, right. The judge, it's so amazing how, and I think this is like, so key is those conversations we have with ourselves, which are really just bullying, right. Awful, mean, mean, terrible conversations we have with ourselves. It's not just that moment. We make ourselves feel like shit all day long. And that really impacts the way we show up. It's why we snap at our freaking kids. It's why we get mad at our mom on the phone because we have no patience, right? Because we're already so strung out and angry. And bullied. And bullied by ourselves and society, but we won't go there. Right. (laughs) Right. Marketing. Right. Right. Exactly. But isn't that interesting though, too? I mean, think about that. Like you wouldn't, if you won't stand for it to happen to your children, for them to be bullied, why would you stand for, to do it to yourself? And that's exactly what it is. Yes. It's amazing. And boy, when we talk about this, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure you have this experience with, you know, when we have new clients or even just talking to my sister, right. She's just like, what do you mean? You just decide, like, you can't mm-hmm. just decide. I'm like, of course you can. Like, why would you talk shit to yourself all the time? I mean, yeah. I'm not doubting it. Cause we came from the same house and I did it for years, but over here on this side, this is like, this, this is living the good life, right? Yeah. Where we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. And realizing it's a choice. Yeah. I, I just finished, I did a, a another podcast episode that um, uh, with an, an advanced practice nurse. And she was talking about like the very end, she was like, I just want to like really, really get across the message that if you want to do something, keep going, it's possible for you and like, get, like you can get started. And I was like, yeah, you could get started today. She was like, today. And I was like, Like, right now during this podcast, you could decide, you could just decide to be like, I don't treat myself that way. I don't talk to my best friend that way. I never talk to my patients that way. I always think that one puts it in perspective. I'm like, would you say that to a fucking patient? Right. Oh, because if you want your kids, absolutely not. Right. Like when we do, we were like, we're smothers on the face of the earth, right? Right. I was just going to say, I was like, (laughs) the children children, sometimes I do lose my cool. And sometimes I say things that maybe I, I, uh, maybe aren't compassionate and kind. But to my patients in a professional stance, no, I can't. I mean, I've lost my cool once or one time that I can absolutely think of where I was like, um, felt very triggered and very unsafe. Like my safety was um, in question. And I kind of 
panicked and like lost it a little bit and, and exited. But otherwise I, and maybe like one professional meeting where I burst into tears, but like for the most part, for the most part, right. Like I wouldn't say any of that level, I wouldn't bully another colleague. I would never bully a patient. So why in the fuck would I ever agree to do that to myself? Yes. It's, it's so, it's actually mind blowing when you take that step back. Right. And like, just envision yourself looking in the mirror and being like, you are a fucking loser. Disgusting. Yeah. Fat cow. Terrible. Like you shouldn't even be out in public, right? Like who says that to another human? We do to ourselves. Yeah. Until you know, it's a choice. Yeah. And you may have thoughts about your patients when they walk in and they have all their complaints hundred percent. and you may have thoughts, but you make a choice, a very intentional choice of like, no, I don't say that. Actually, I can think it all I want. I think this patient is like, you know, uh, absolutely, uh, unbelievably absurd and, or has these stories, or I don't know how I'm going to help them, or they're terribly difficult or, why is this happening? You can have all of the thoughts and most of us, I think date on a day-to-day basis, make a choice to put a smile on (laughs) and to provide the service that they have come to us for, despite what we think, despite what we feel. And, and, and I mean, and so, so we can do it. We can do it. Don't think you can make that choice. I would, I would argue for some of you do it 25, 30 times a day. Uh, probably even more, right? Even more. I, I mean, truly, like we don't say that to, hopefully not many of us say that to our kids, teachers or coaches, right? We don't say that to our patients. To, how about we, in the grocery store? Do, like, right, we you don't, know, yeah. right. Your milk is not, in, if you're like oat milk is not in, I go there, right. I go to Whole Foods like once or twice a month, they don't have Oatly. What the fuck? Like what? Just care, like. I feel like from an operational standpoint, I should just email them and be like, I think you need to increase your, your, uh, the number of Oatly containers that you have, because twice a month I go in there and they are not available. And I don't like that. And apparently it is popular. So fix it. But like, but do, do we, I go up and check out and go to the, you know, cashier and I like rip her a new one. Cause I'm like, the guy who just filled my gas tank today. I mean, right. I was like, I freaking love you. I'm giving you $5, but can you imagine if I was like, fuck you, God, hey, get out of here. What are you doing out here today? Like we, we make the choice all the time. And trust me, like there were some things about that dude that I was like, I could have gone off, but I didn't. Right. And that's like that making that choice. I mean, I think we make it all the time. In fact, I think one of the reasons why we beat ourselves up and bully ourselves is because like we're tired and it's easy, right? Don't have to filter with her. Yeah. But we're the most important people to filter with. We just had to flip that. It's the most important relationship. I, we talk about that in Cultivate, which is like the most important relationship you have is the one that you have with yourself. So therefore double down on the relationship that you have with yourself because it pays off in fucking spades down the road. Any day of the week, twice on Sundays, always. Yes. Yes. And isn't that fascinating? Like, I mean, I'm telling you, I literally am 52 and I would say it's probably in the last seven years of my life that I've been like, no, me first, (laughs) like truly. Right. And I think that's for moms, my 
God, we're so conditioned and socialized to like, you're leaving the baby to go to go on a walk, to go do aerobics, to like, you're going to put the baby in daycare. Uh huh. Yep. Totally. Um, God, I got that one a lot. Yeah. Like it's amazing because it, it, I have, and you know, you're younger than me. I have clients that are younger than me that it is amazing how it pays off. Like, I mean, you just said it perfectly when you are functioning at your highest, the trickle down effect on other relationships, on your productivity, on your mood, on your health, on your sex life, on everything, the way your house is kept, the groceries you buy, you're not buying as many Oreos when -hmm. you're feeling amazing, right? You're buying kale instead, right? Like it Mm -hmm. is it's amazing. Well, maybe you are, but I I can't stand kale. So I'm not in that, I'm not in the kale camp, but okay. uh, And I I get it. I get it. I just can't do it with kale. I just, it's not, I still think of back at like being in the nineties and going to bridal showers and kale was just the, it was the lettuce you didn't eat because the the cured meats were on top. Like the lunch meats were on top. I know that's true. I love Mm -hmm. kale. I have to tell you, like, love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah. It's you not know. for everyone. <laughs> I don't no, like I those. Don't. What are those things? Speaking of bridal showers, those awful things, almonds. Oh, they're so disgusting. They were in. Oh, in the, the white ones, the white colors. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah don't those like are like, those are like an Italian old school Italian, like bridal shower gift. And I can't remember the name of them, but yes, yes. those are you know all what I'm talking our, about. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, no, oh. no, I don't want my favorite things. <laughs> And the little, the little, what is that material? That's like kind of oh, or whatever with the little, yes. you know, it, the little it, yeah. Sachet. yeah, the little sachet of the white covered almonds or whatever the hell they were. I know. I know. Good luck Sorry to those people who love them. I, they're like, I mean, they're, I think they're good luck. I think they're like, Oh God, maybe I should start eating them. <laughs> no, we don't eat things. Cause we think we should. Mm-mm. No, we don't. Nope. <laughs> No, learn that, that, that word should. Yep, there it is. That's a naughty I, word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Tell people, um, undoubtedly, I think you've shared so many gems. I love chatting with you and we'll, we'll definitely have you come back. And so we can dive deep into maybe a couple of other things. I think it would be sure. so fun. Yeah. And, but, um, and I, I have no doubt in my mind that somebody listening, many people listening have can relate and that you've helped them like just have a moment of like, Oh, maybe I don't have to beat myself up and I get to change. And it's a choice that I can make and I could do it today. And, you know, yes. those things that like happiness is not outside of me. It's not dependent on no. where I live, what I drive. And that's undoubtedly going to be so helpful, I think for this yeah. audience. So I thank you for that. Absolutely. You know, it's just huge for people to, to know that, right? Like that, that happiness that isn't outside and, and it's not, you didn't do anything wrong, yeah. right? Like you're not a screw up because you're not on here talking, right? Like just because you didn't know this doesn't mean you're, you're not a screw, you know, you are a screw up. I think it's really important. To like, I just, I didn't know it. And what I'm so happy about, and I do hope that someone on here, and I'm sure someone has heard this, is just that we're starting, this is becoming more of a mainstream concept. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so important for people to know, like there's just different information out there. Mm-hmm. And you just, if you don't know it yet, no problem, right? Like, yeah, you're neither here to teach. You're neither a screw up nor a special snowflake. Correct. You just don't know. I mean, I was like, I did not know that existed. I have no clue what is happening here. (laughs) Of course you didn't. You're just a human. It's okay. Yeah. Um, How can people find you if they want to reach out to you or if they want to check you out and um, see your resources? How do they do that? Yes. Thank you. My website is pretty easy. It's www.livingthegoodlifewithgretchen.com. Um, and that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. My, you know, my email is in that. My email is easy too. It's Gretchen.jacobs at ymail.com and tons of resources on my website. Just answers a lot of questions about coaching and um, more of my story. So, and do you ha- always, do you have openings for clients right now? I do. I've got a few openings I'm filling up, but I still have a couple openings, which is great and always have, um, it's just a different beast is really my health and fitness coaching. I have uh, another round of that going off on August 1st. Um, that's a group program. My coaching life coaching is strictly one-on-one at the moment. And I've got okay. a couple slots left for that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, go check out Gretchen and, um, and thank you. Thank you for, oh, thank, you. thank you for sharing your managed mind and all of your powerful thinking. And it's, um, and I appreciate it. And I know if I appreciate it, um, others will as well. So thank you for that. So, all right. Um, I will see you next time and yes. thanks again, take Sounds care. Good. Take care. Bye. Bye.